you're just one step away. This is WMUZ. It's after six, and you know what that means. Yes, it's time for Max Music Cafe. Local people playing local instruments with their own hands and feet, fingers and toes, and singing with their own beautiful voices. Now, here's your host, Mac. Sounds better when it lasts longer. Mike WMUZ 1035, The Light, Detroit May Bible Strong. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. First day of November. Oh, my goodness. Best part about that, Music Cafe, wide open. We are open for business, and we welcome in local singer-songwriter Doug Clare. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mac. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, man. Glad to have you here. Thanks for coming in. Where'd you drive in from tonight? Uh, Westland. Okay, not too bad. Yeah. Not it, too bad. Except for the traffic we yeah. get, but... Gets a little crazy uh, about this time of day, pretty much every day. But glad you got here in one piece. Got your guitar, got a harmonica around your neck. I'm looking forward to that. How long you been playing? Oh, since I was a young boy. Really? <laughs> but uh, yeah, my my uh, grandma, I inherited a old guitar. It was a West Point. I think it was made in uh, the Great Depression area. Wow, you still have it? I still have it. It's wow. a shell of a guitar now, but I still have it. It's not playable. It's not playable. So it's it doesn't an have any strings. So right? it's an heirloom. It is. Wow, yeah. but what a great memory to have. Yeah, I used to pick, just sit there and pluck the open strings. I had no idea yeah. what to do with How it. How to chord it or where to put your fingers. Or... No, I didn't even get into that right away. Yeah. Um, but then my parents saw that I had an interest in it, so they asked me if I wanted to do lessons. And Okay. Uh, that lasted for about two sessions. <laughs> lessons uh, playing of, Mary Had a Little Lamb with yeah, the... Pretty boring. It was, you yeah. know, if he would have been a little more in, intuitive, he, you know, could have played notes or had me play notes to something like Three Dog Nights. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So when did you find... Um, uh, did you teach yourself chords? Did you teach yourself the A, the D, the E, the F, all the basics, the C, the B? Did you learn to I play? Did. I did. I, I taught myself. I how about po- how about power chords? Oh yeah, a li- <laughs> little later on. Okay, okay. That dexterity, man. That's yeah. That can get a, li- a little difficult. That's so right. when you say you were a young boy, uh, ballpark me. Uh, let's see. I was probably twelve or so when I got that guitar. Yeah. And then. Uh, it discouraged me a little bit, so I put it down for a couple of years. And my parents got divorced, unfortunately, right yeah. in the middle of high school. And I moved to to Livonia and started going to school there. Where at? Stevens? Churchill. Oh, okay, you're Churchill guy. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so uh, I met some some musicians there, and it sparked another interest and a passion in me. Yeah. So I saved up the money that I had been making from being a bus boy. Yeah. Bought my first guitar. It was a Madeira acoustic guitar for a couple hundred bucks. Nice. Fell in love with it. Yeah. And I just probably took stayed off from there. T- probably stayed in tune for you. Yep, it did. Unlike the Depression era guitar, <laughs> yeah. that was probably a little difficult. That can be discouraging. I mean, when you're learning to play a stringed instrument, and you know, all of us when we got going playing didn't have you know a, a Gibson Dove. Exactly. Most of us got started on a Sears and Roebuck guitar, and they're hard to keep, you know, and they're a little high off the fretboard, but but 
it toughens your fingers up and strengthens your dexterity. So yes, it does. Did you do the whole rock and roll circuit? I mean, were you were you playing gigs when you were when you were a teenager and into your twenties? No, I was pretty much just jamming like garage band type things. Oh, okay, you know? just hanging with buddies. Yeah, uh, really. Got mostly interested in acoustic and singer-songwriter styles back then. So was it like a uh, was it like a Bob Dylan, James Taylor kind of influence that came into your life? Yep. After I went through my Three Dog Night, the Beatles, <laughs> right. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Sure. David Clayton uh, Thomas, man. Yeah. What a vocalist. Yeah. So then, uh, then the I got really interested in blues, and that's oh, okay. where my roots are. Okay. Know, acoustic so. blues, country blues. Uh, Mostly, I, I prefer that, and, and uh, but no, I played in some get-together, like blues band. Okay. And because uh, a lot of people recognize the blues as kind of coming from Chicago with the Muddy Waters era, and you know we had John Lee Hooker here. Yeah. And you know then Buddy Guy was on the scene, but a lot of people don't realize that a lot of those dudes were down in the fields in the South, mm-hmm. already picking and playing. Oh yeah. And migrated up here for jobs because you know we had the auto industries. But they brought their country roots with them, but they went electric once they got here. And there is a um, a plethora of amazing acoustic singer-songwriters and blues players from the Mississippi Delta area and Arkansas, yeah. Texas, you know, those areas down there, Alabama, uh, some of my favorite pickers in the world. I mean, that's my I, – I like electric blues, but I love the acoustic side of it. So, so do I. So acoustic that, rock, too. Right. So it really turned you in inward to yourself, realizing that, hey, I can do a lot with my with my own fingers and my own voice and my own influences versus having to have five guys around you to emulate your heroes. Yes, exactly. So yeah. when did you start writing, man? Oh, I was just going to go into that because I picked it up the guitar again about 16 years old. Okay. And before my 17th birthday, I wrote my first song. Wow. <clears throat> it was called Freedom Road. Wow. And uh, had some some good uh, feedback on that. Uh, so I I had a passion from that point on to to write, and it was mostly secular songs at the know. time. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, I I was raised in a Catholic school, but. Sure. Uh, I finished that about eighth grade and then went yeah. into public school and started uh, moving away from from God, as a lot of people do. Yeah, and, sure. And uh, so I was uh, the stray sheep that from the yeah. 99 and Jesus came and found me. Sure. So what was the epiphany that brought you back to Jesus and how did you begin to develop your writing style for Christ? Well, this went on for like 22 years. And uh, I, I was still uh, strayward, and on my four, when I turned forty, uh, that's when when Jesus, the Lord, found me. Yeah, He's been looking for me. Yeah, you get kicked down enough times, He comes knocking on your door. Doesn't yep, <laughs> He came back uh, to bring me into the fold, but not not before He convicted me and and what dealt with my sins. Sure, from from being a backslidden yeah and and so i left me in a weeping pile of mush on the floor <laughs> right crying out to god for forgiveness been there and, yeah and, yeah been there done it and from that point on that was in 97 uh i just dove into the bible and scripture had a real interest in eschatology and all this music i was playing was for his you know, glory. Do you remember the first Christian bass song you wrote? 
No. You do not? <laughs> no, I've written a lot of songs through the years. So you don't keep a diary or you don't keep your lyrics? I do, I do keep lyrics and original rough drafts and date those. But, uh, yeah, you caught me off guard with that. I didn't, yeah. didn't know. That's my job. Yes. <laughs> do it well. So how do you find the maturity of your writing has increased over the years? Even when you went to God, are you finding that you're writing Jesus lyrics or God-based lyrics or faith-based lyrics uh, stronger than you were when you first started? And is that based on the experiences you've had in life and, you know, the shots in the jaw we get in this thing that we call life? Um, for sure. Uh, I can see an improvement on lyrics. I usually come up with chord progressions first okay. and then, then put the lyrics to that. But I never chintz on the lyrics because I know they're very important. Do they come quick or do you find uh, yourself having to take time to you know, really have these things come to the surface? No, actually they come pretty quick. Wow. You know, okay. I'll sit down and I'll start just playing around uh, with chord progressions and yeah. then hit on something that sounds kind of cool are you a man who inherently has melody in your head or is that what you're hearing from just noodling around that's what i'm hearing from noodling around okay and i start improvising and and just singing uh nonsense words and sometimes a phrase will just pop out and i'll build the song around or the lyrics around that as you're doing that, are you recording it into something? Do you have a studio that you're working out of, or is most of that just freeform stuff? And then when you get the idea, then it's time to turn the tape machine on. Yeah, when I get the idea, that's okay. pretty much. But I do record, I will record just uh, the improvisions, you know, to listen back and see where it might take me. Not lose the idea. Not too. lose the idea. Yeah, because yeah, they really go important. away quick. Yeah, they go away quick. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they do not. It's a, a lot. I think a lot of people think that when you play guitar or whatever instrument you play and you write and you have this creative muse, that when it's in there, it's in there. But that's not necessarily true. I know a lot of singer-songwriters who get woke up from songs, uh, guys that sleep with their guitars, women that sleep with their guitars next to their bed, uh, they've got their whatever their recording device they're using. They'll wake up from a melody in their head, pop the record button down, hum it in, or go, yeah, that's an A, that's a B, that's a C, la da dee da do. I've had a couple Snorting, of those yeah. experiences. Uh, yeah, and, and and it's just amazing <laughs> to me when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I know that was you, God. And, yes, and yeah. so uh, yeah, I will. I'll either try to memorize my dream before I fall back to sleep or I might jot it down. Yeah. Um, my voice does not sound really good when I wake up, so I yeah, don't right. record it too much. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. What are you playing for us tonight? Uh, well, this is a song that I wrote about a year ago, mm -hmm. almost to the date, and uh, it's about that conversion, that transformation, and, and what led up to it. Cool. What's and, the name of the tune? The good news, simply. The, the good news. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hit it, man. We've got our friend Doug Clare in the studio, ready to go now on the uh, Max Music Cafe on WMUZ. 103.5 The Light. Hit it, brother. Come, let me tell you my story I went from filthy rags to glory it began shortly after I was born I was living my life for pleasure 
wasting all my faith of good measure until arrive that day of shame and scorn. Well, it took me about 40 years seeking approval from my peers. Convinced that I was good enough for God I backslid and was spiritually numb Blind to all that I had become Pretentiously enlightened I was a fraud work his son took my shame to the cross where sins vanish or souls be lost to an endless loop where the tormentors lurk now they can slay me if they wanna exchange gifts and chant their mantras but the greatest gift is when you know the way. So please heed my testimony. Resist lust, don't love your money. And seek the truth in life every day. Good news. 
with that, man. That's beautiful stuff, guys. Doug Clare in the studio with us. Now, I'm hearing a little bit of, I don't know, some Slim Harpo coming in there. <laughs> I'm hearing a little bit of Hank Williams in there. Love Hank Williams. Yeah, I can hear those influences. See, man, that's that, that, for musically, that's right in my pocket. Oh, good. That was terrific, man. Oh, thanks so really much. Really a beautiful song, great vocal. When did you start playing harmonica? Uh, you know, that came really natural to me. Yeah. I was back in, in, uh, high school still, and there was a band that I was associated with, and they played blues a lot. Um, but they were jamming one day, and I was there listening. I was really impressed by these guys. They were a big influence on me. And I had a harmonica with me, and they had not heard me play before, and I hadn't really practiced. I never really practiced it because it's just, one of those things I want to feel right, as sure. I'm playing. I get you. Yeah. So they said, uh, grab that harp and get up here and play. I'm like, oh, okay, let me give it a shot. <laughs> and uh, Fell in it love went well. It. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. 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 So what key is that harmonica? This one's in F. It's an F. Okay. Yep. And I'm playing in C. Are you capo down on your guitar? I didn't notice. Nope. No capo nope, just, on this one. Just playing wide open. Well, man, that's a beautiful song. Great melody. Terrific lyrics. Um, is that the first time you played that song publicly? Uh, actually, well, yeah, I played it in a church service once. Okay, but yeah, so many of us are hearing it for the first time. Are you gigging? Are you out doing shows? I do mostly uh, open mics and benefits okay. and church service, special music. Where do you uh, go to church? I go to Calvary Baptist Church in Canton okay, cool. on Joy Road in Morton Taylor. Okay. Do you have social platforms that people want your music? Is that song itself commercially available? Can somebody jump on iTunes and get that right now if they want? No, they can listen to it on SoundCloud. Uh, I have a website where they can get a lot of information. Okay. Just my name, DougClaire.com. Okay, it's C-L-A-R-E. A-R-E. Yeah. Okay, beautiful, man. Um, but I do have a couple of... Uh, single demos out uh, that can be they're on iTunes, Apple Music Amazon, Target and uh, and, and it can also be streamed in like Spotify, iHeart, Napster SoundCloud has more of my music, that's that's a good platform Excellent, excellent man well you did a tremendous job First time on radio? First time I've ever been in a studio, yeah. let alone on the radio. You killed so it's it, brother. pretty exciting for me. You killed it, man. You killed it oh, in well, a good thank way. Thank you. Um, I wonder if I might. I'm assuming that maybe you've never had a grandparent on Max Music Cafe before. My mother has been on here. Did she play? She didn't play. No. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm at playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know my uh, granddaughters are listening. I wonder cool. if I could say hi to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Hi, Avery. She's seven. Hi, Elodie. It's Papa. Oh, she's four, by the way. Yeah, I've got five. I've got four grandchildren myself. So oh, I'm really? Here. Yeah, I sure do. Oh, you look pretty young for that. Fifty-five. Oh. Fifty-five. So That's just getting started. Good. Just getting started with my daughters. But hi, girls. Yeah, I hope you liked my song. Your grandpa. Heard, I think they've heard it before. Papa did a great job in here. So, uh, Doug, thank you, man. Oh, you're welcome. Really, Thank you really, for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Again, Doug Clare, part of Max Music Cafe on WMUZ 1035 The Light. We are Detroit Made and Bible Strong.